Welcome to the Using the Whole Whale podcast, where we learn from leaders about new ideas and digital strategies making a difference in the social impact world. This podcast is a proud production of Whole Whale, a B Corp digital agency. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's go learn something. This week on the podcast, a little exit pod with one of our whalers, Janae Cornwell, Senior Digital Advertising Associate here at Whole Whale. How's it going? It's going well. How are you doing today? Well, I'd be doing better if you weren't leaving us, but we totally understand. It happens. People move through. And as, as I joked, you've been you've been with us through the pandemic, which frankly, I think adds two years to everything. Yeah, it does feel like I've been here for a lot longer than I have, which is just a little over a year, but it feels like at least two. Well, let's let's talk about where you're going. What's the what's next on the agenda for you? I'm headed to ACE, which stands for Action for the Climate Emergency, and it was formerly Alliance for Climate Education, um, but it had a rebrand uh, semi recently. I'll be doing uh, ads work there as well. I know them well. I actually uh, helped a bit back in the day with some of the SMS direction, and they're very savvy and lucky to have you. Well, that's super exciting. And and moving into it, I'm I'm kind of curious what has been your experience working at Whole through the pandemic. What is it that you think you're going to to remember in this period of time? Yeah, I am somebody who is very comfortable being onboarded remotely and working remotely. Uh, I've had that experience before. So I was, I went into everything knowing what to expect. Um, And I feel like I'm somebody who's like very good at maintaining relationships via internet connection, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, So I was able to connect with staff like very quickly, uh, which made working together really great. I had a really wonderful experience working with the team um, and being able to collaborate across service verticals was something that was really important to me and something that I really enjoyed about Whole Whale specifically was that I was able to do that. Yeah. And you kind of been at an agency before and you moved into an agency again. And how would you sort of describe that type of work to someone who maybe is unfamiliar with the, the world of agencies versus, you know, uh, in-house at a nonprofit or we're just working with one particular client. It's definitely a high intensity environment, but everybody you work with is super specialized and super smart. So I feel like I'm always working with the experts in the room at all times. Yeah. It can be different sort of bouncing between like various causes and you're like, what am I, what am I running ads about here? This is analytics about, well, are we doing organs here or is this the environment or is this cancer? And you, you have to context switch quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's always beneficial though, to have those meetings with clients because while we might be the digital marketing experts, they are the experts in their cause. So I've really valued working so closely with them over the past year. And I've gotten to learn more about their causes, which is always cool um, to have in your arsenal of different things that you've learned at a job. Um, so more than just like the technical work at Whole Whale, I've learned about um, housing and organ donation and cancer research and 
advocacy and policy and all these really important things. Um, so that's been a really unique experience. Yeah. In some ways, you know, I hope that it can be a bit of an accelerator, right? Like it's, uh, almost like going to, to college where you take like five different classes about a variety of things versus focusing in on, on one particular topic. I remember early on when, um, I was building my career at do something.org. It was certainly one nonprofit, but actually very much like an agency where every month we had a different cause campaign that, you know, focused on, all right, are, you know, are we getting bone marrow donors? Are we, you know, collecting soup, collecting jeans, helping safe driving? And it was actually a fantastic education in that respect to, to be able to sample so many different um, causes and, and activations. And um, I remember it helped quite a bit. Um, I'm curious, and uh, you're sort of narrowing now, you're like, all right, the environment, like what, you know, what was really sticking for you in terms of like, no, 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 I really want to go all in and, and go in-house versus, you know, in-house from an agency. Um, the reason why I chose to do that was that over the past year, I've just gained more and more stress about the climate emergency. Um, and it's always something that has been just like a low level of stress as somebody who has grown up with all of these national or environmental disasters repeatedly uh, over and over again. So it's just like all these things um, kind of coming at us all at once, all the time now. I remember when I was very young, it used to be once a year and now it's become multiple times a year. And it's just something that is gaining more and more importance. Also, I had the ability to work with a large democratic pack while I was here at Whole Whale. And I loved that they focused so much on youth activation. Um, and we saw how that age group being activated and being spoken to so regularly really turned the tides in the Georgia election. So I really wanted to find a, an organization that combined those two things that focused on activating youth voters and educating young folks in this country, uh, as well as working towards not ending climate change, because that's not something you can actually do, but something to like slow it down and, and make a difference. So I really wanted to combine those two. And it seemed like uh, working at ACE was the next step for me. Um, and part of the reason I wanted to go back in-house and really just focus on one cause instead of many all at once. That's so interesting. And obviously, like unsurprisingly, like try to recruit people that are passionate. And I guess this is one of the byproducts that like, guess what? Uh, you can be incredibly moved and move to action to to shift your career in that direction. I was a uh, uh, poli sci environmental studies double major and, you know, have long looked at, you know, the environment, my role on it, how my career intersects and, and the various pieces there. And I'm curious because you have an expertise uh, and a very good one, may I add, in advertising. And I think, you know, we just launched this advertising study about nonprofits that, you know, choose to and frankly don't choose to spend on ads. I'm curious through your lens, what is the, what, like, maybe it sounds silly, but like, why should a nonprofit spend on ads? Like, why does it really matter for 
let's say the environment? I can answer that without the environmental lens. Um, I would just say that I think one reason that nonprofits should be spending on these platforms is because it's where people are. Uh, Social media is something that's very accessible, regardless of your class, income status, um, language, anything there. So if you have ads that are being served to these people that are on free platforms, you're able to talk to a a broader audience than you could if you put it behind something that has a paywall, because then you automatically exclude everybody that will not pay for a subscription to a New York Times or a physical magazine or those sort of things. Um, And it just comes down to an access lens through me for me. I want to make sure that we can talk to as many people from as many different backgrounds as possible. I also think when we're talking about young people, I do think there's going to be a general shift towards speaking to them across all causes as certain donors for lack of a better phrase, they're about to age out. And we need to focus on making sure that we're speaking to younger audiences. That way we don't just hit them when they turn 40 and we want to start getting donations from them. We need to start talking to them sooner rather than later. And young people are on social media. I think it's it's awesome. I'm not, I am not surprised that immediately your mind goes to the idea of diversity. Because what happens on social media is that for the individual you know, you are the product and you are essentially placed into a filter bubble where you get to speak to people that agree with you, reinforce what you have to say, and sort of sing along with the choir, if you will. And the moment you are trying to reach that new audience and bring in and be more inclusive, frankly, social media is not a great way to do it without advertising, right? It's an advertising tool. It's a very effective advertising tool. If you know how to know how to use it, um, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Like, what is um, what is in your bag right now of uh, your sort of favorite? Like, all right, here are the three things that nonprofits should be like spending on. Like, is it like, oh, you should have ad grants no matter what, and then you should be throwing money at you know audio or like where where's your mind these days on the the must haves must-haves, you need to make your content mobile-friendly. It needs to take up the full screen. If you want people to stop scrolling, it needs to take up all the space on the screen it possibly can. So that means investing in vertical video and vertical content um, and making sure your content is phone-friendly. You'll see if you look into any of your data on ads that the majority of impressions are coming from mobile. Um, so I just think it's something that everybody needs to do. Uh, I also think investing in video, if you want to be advertising on Facebook, Facebook eats up video and people will share it if it is a video that will resonate with them. So if your video is super engaging, it's under the one minute mark and it just kind of gets right into it. I think a lot of organizations like to put a lot of branding at the front of their videos and Well, that's important. I also don't think it should be any longer than one to two seconds because otherwise you're going to lose people. So those are the two things I think people should really be investing in. And I also think that something nonprofits need to look at is what happens when people click through an ad and end up on your website. 
Like how is your conversion rate optimization looking on those pages? Like are your buttons placed strategically? Do you have places for them to sign up for email on those pages? What is the point of sending them to this page if it's not clearly defined? Yeah, it's such a good point. And we can easily forget about the mobile experience because we're more often than not designing these things on a desktop. I'm placing the desktop and you're like, oh, this looks fine. So you're saying like for, for video, I mean, recording vertical video means like, am I taking selfies and like trying to create something there? Like what is the easiest way to create this type of asset? Yeah, I think some things that can be done is obviously if you're recording for YouTube, of course, keep it on the landscape style photo. But if it's possible and you can even cut it down to a square based on that landscape video that you took, the square will take up considerably more space on a user's screen than a landscape video will when they're scrolling through. So if you can't get all the way to vertical from recording from your phone or other devices that allow for that, I think it's important to at least get it down to a square um, because it just takes up so much more space and it just looks a lot better from a user perspective. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think we've also been playing with uh, animated Canva. They've uh, they've made it kind of easier to <laughs> to have your your graphics roll around a bit, right? Yeah, I've loved. <laughs> I do all the whole will you advertising and have really enjoyed playing around on Canva for all of our our ads. They're almost always square, and I do try to inc- incorporate vertical um, ads as much as I can. All right, hard hard left turn here to just. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, for a hot take on the great resignation. I probably have heard this this term and a lot of employers being like, oh gosh, you know, kids today, everybody, you know, Gen Z is moving nonstop. Um, what is your take on, on this movement? Is it like overblown or is it something that you see quite a bit? I think it's hard to, I think we're all looking at it now because it's happening obviously all at once, which is why they're calling it the great resignation. But I think we were sort of building to this long before this moment. I think people are having higher expectations on what they want in their workplaces, um, which isn't isn't to say that's like why I'm leaving. We already addressed that it was for the, the climate um, advocacy work. But I think like more and more, our young folks are not tolerating um, certain environments anymore. And it's just gotten to this point where people are really burnt out and exhausted from working in these environments throughout a major historical event in the pandemic. And they are getting to the point where they're really tired and everybody is resigning because it's just been such a long period of time of working under these conditions that they're, they're ready to go. And, and try to find something that is better suited to their lifestyle. Yeah, I definitely see that for certain industries that, you know, are trying to push to get back back in an office. And even for us, I think we pull it about 50-50 for uh, people that are want to go back to an office and, and folks that are just completely fine being remote. And it certainly has accelerated for us um, having people in different states, right? We, you know... Uh, Higher, we were in so many different states. If you told me three years ago that that would be the case, I'd be like, well, that's a lie. That's never going to happen. Um, and you know, you you are actually like one of those folks who's like, you, you weren't based in New York City, you were 
uh, up in Connecticut, right? For the majority of the time. Yep. I've been riding out the majority of COVID here in Connecticut. Um, but I do think there's this really cool opportunity with the fact that we were so remote, we could hire talent wherever they were. And it didn't have to be like the most talented local candidate. Like it was the most talented candidate period, um, which I think is really cool. And it definitely shows we work with some really, really brilliant folks on our team. And you can tell that we're getting top tier talent. So it's really awesome. Yeah, it's been been interesting. I mean, I mean, I've been based in California, so it's kind of ironic that I haven't been more open to it earlier, but I think this has been put it's pushed a positive change for sure. Uh, though I, I think we do wanna as as per our internal survey get back to having a office for the people that are interested in it uh, and going forward. Yeah, I know a lot of people who want to get back into the office because they love that culture of coming into work every day. But I also think it's so wonderful and it does make work overall more accessible um, when you have this ability to work remotely because you can work where you can afford to live or if you need childcare and you can just stay home if your child is sick and like those sort of things. I think it just allows for more people to work with us because we have those things put in place and it makes it a better environment for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let me, let me switch to any advice that you have for new potential whalers joining a team. What have, what have you learned that you'd like to say, Hey, you should know this thing if you're walking onto the team. I would just say that everybody is very generous with their knowledge and anything you want to learn, you can do it. You just have to ask. I was somebody who did not have a lot of experience with email or CRO work, uh, conversion rate optimization work. And I really wanted to learn more. And I just started joining those teams meetings. And I was like, I want to know more about how these things work. And I was never discouraged from doing that. Um, I was put on things right away. I had a lot of great mentorship. Um, and just got a lot of helpful advice uh, in starting those things. And I think they have made me a better digital marketer. I can now see things um, at like a 30,000 foot view, as opposed to just looking at it through the ads lens. I am understanding like the full marketing path now in a way that I haven't before. And that was because I was afforded these really great opportunities to learn and be mentored uh, from different service verticals at Whole Whale. And awesome to hear. All right, let's move into our rapid fire. Please keep your responses to about, I don't know, 30 seconds. Let's see how we do. What is one tech tool or website that you started using in the last year? I use Canva almost exclusively. Um, and I used to not use it very much before. What is one tech issue you are battling with? <laughs> I can jump in and say, please do. The amount of Facebook rejections that I see are significant that you have to constantly battle with. I'll I'll add that Zoom tracking is atrocious. So for everybody who's tried to do virtual events and get good tracking data, Zoom tracking is a nightmare. What is coming in the next year that has you the most excited? 
I think there's going to be a shift in how we think about ads um, and there's going to be more of a focus on programmatic ads. Talk about a mistake that you made early in your career that shapes the way you do things now. I spent their client's entire budget in the course of two days when it was supposed to be a two-month-long campaign because I was moving too fast and set the budget incorrectly. And I spent through their entire budget very quickly. And I have always been more careful in checking ever since. Do you believe nonprofits can successfully go out of business? Yeah, I think so. If I were to put you in the hot tub time machine, back to the beginning of your work at Whole Whale, what advice would you give yourself? Ask more questions. What is something you think you should stop doing? Rather than stop doing it, I need to start asking for more help when I need support on projects. If I were to hand you a magic wand for waving across the nonprofit sector, what would it do? Get everybody mobile-friendly websites. How did you get started in the social impact sector? I majored in arts management in college and learned all about the arts nonprofit industry. What advice did your parents give you that you either followed or didn't? My mom always told me that whenever I was stressed out about work, that I needed to remember that I wasn't a doctor and that if I ever messed anything up, it was not going to be life or death. And it was just an accident that I could learn from and move forward with. What advice would you give college grads currently looking to enter the social impact sector? If you're in a place that you can take an unpaid internship, do it, but also really try to get those paid ones. Fair enough. Finally, how do people find you? How do people help you? People can find me on LinkedIn. You can all sign petitions um, for policy for climate change. There you go. Help, help yourself, help the world. Uh, Janae, thank you so much for the work you put in and, and the important campaigns that I know you put uh, an, an amazing amount of effort into and helping us get where we are. So good luck and looking forward to seeing what you accomplish. Thanks so much, George. It was so fun to do this with you. This has been Using the Whole Whale podcast. If you want to keep learning more about these topics and others, head on over to wholewhale.com university to keep learning with us. Thanks as always to gregthomasmusic.org for his tunes that underwrite our tracks. They're fantastic. Hope you're doing well, Greg. And just a reminder, subscribes really help us on any platform that you listen to us on. Please give a thought to click and subscribe and maybe even a comment because we like hearing from you. 